Have you ever wondered why some heal faster than others from betrayal trauma? Have you ever wondered why some are able to move on from the devastating effects of betrayal and even thrive after the fact? Have you ever wondered why there are those that just can't seem to get past the trauma at all? Could it be that the first group, that they're just more resilient or it's possible they have a certain personality type that helps them heal quicker? What is hindering the second group? Well, there are certain components that can either help you heal or can actually hinder your process. And in this next two-part little series that I'm doing, I'm going to be breaking all of this down for you. And on part two, I'm going to share some tips for you to help you get unstuck if you're currently in the quicksand of trauma. But first, let me tell you about my upcoming new group membership program that is launching March the 11th. But registration is actually open right now. It's the Beyond the Betrayal group membership program. So beautiful. Have you ever thought, I don't even know who I am anymore? I look in the mirror and don't recognize myself. I still can't believe he did this to me. It's like a bad nightmare that I can't wake up from. I thought my marriage was good. How could I have been so, so blind? Beautiful, you're not alone in those thought processes. I hear this every day from women all over the world who've suffered betrayal. You feel so lost and alone and you don't know where to turn or who to talk to. I understand how you feel. I too have suffered betrayal. I know what it's like to have the unimaginable happen. I know what it's like to marry your knight in shining armor, believing you both were happily in love. Everyone seeing you as the storybook couple and then in an instant, your world implodes. I too had my world come crashing down around me. My life, my marriage, my confidence was all shattered into a million pieces when I discovered my husband was also having an affair. The devastation was beyond words. How could he do this to me? Was it my fault? Why? How could I ever get over this? Beautiful, the questions swirled chaotically in my head. Meanwhile, my heart wondered if I would ever stop hurting. Will the pain ever go away? I also felt so lost, alone, and confused, but I also knew if I were to heal, I needed a plan, and that's what I've been doing behind the scenes. I know the pain and the devastation that sexual betrayal brings into your life, and I know the agony of having the one you love so dearly betray you at the deepest level. That's why I created the Roadmap to Recovery from Betrayal Trauma, and it's called the Beyond the Betrayal Group Membership Program, and it's designed for Christian women seeking hope and healing from the devastation of betrayal. Here is where you'll find Christ-centered guidance and wisdom about what to do next. And the best part, you don't have to do it alone. You will begin in a community of like-minded women just like you who are seeking to heal from the devastating effects of betrayal. This membership program is designed to help you step-by-step in your healing journey and it's going to provide you with biblically-based resources, weekly teachings, downloadable workbooks and PDFs, weekly check-ins and accountability, online support in the community, and a weekly Q&A with me where you can submit your questions for the week so you can make sure to get the answers you're looking for. All of this and more to help you understand your situation and navigate what lies ahead with wisdom, confidence, and support. And all of this 
is for you inside of the Beyond the Betrayal new community program. So it's possible to heal from the trauma of betrayal, beautiful. And again, what would it be like? Could you imagine to trust again, to love again, to have a rise in your confidence? What would that feel like? How could your life be different? Well, I want us to find out together. So register today below in the show notes. You can grab that link where it says membership and the cost is only $37 a month. And if you get in now before we launch March the 11th, you get some bonus workshops available to you. So I can't wait to see you inside and support you in your healing journey. Well, let's get back to the show, okay? So in today's broadcast, we're gonna tackle why some heal from betrayal trauma faster than others. There are many reasons as to why some heal quickly and some stay stuck in the same merry-go-round, and that is definitely not a happy ride. The discovery of your spouse's betrayal through pornography use or an affair can leave you in a tidal wave of erratic emotions. Shock, fear, anger, rage, overwhelm, sadness, confusion, and that's just to name a few. You could also have unexplained physical pain. The pain of uncovering this traumatic truth can leave you with symptoms closely related to PTSD and can even be as traumatic as sexual assault, according to Patrick Carnes. You get inundated with thoughts of the betrayal. You begin seeking out answers as to why the betrayal happened, where they met, how they met, how long the addiction's been going on. All the small details seem to be magnified in your mind as you seek to understand something that will never actually make sense. And this causes self-worth issues, low self-esteem, body image issues, nightmares, flashbacks to D-Day. And once again, the symptoms, like I said before, are equated to PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Symptoms usually vary over time from person to person. And these same symptoms can lead to adverse changes in thinking and mood and may even include things like negative thoughts about yourself and others, forgetfulness, detachment from family, friends, maybe work, feeling emotionally numb. Maybe you're having difficulty experiencing positive emotions. You're actually hopeless about the future. And this is not exhaustive. Each of us who have suffered betrayal have experienced some, if not all of these. So why is it that some stay stuck in the trauma of the betrayal and others go on to heal, thrive, and build a new life through it? Well, let's tackle the first group, shall we? Those are the ones who stay stuck in the trauma. And I want to give you a number of reasons I believe this group stays stuck in the quicksand of the trauma. Now, number one is this. They keep the narrative alive. What this looks like is a continual reliving of the narrative. They play the scenes over and over in their minds. Now, before you check out and say, you can't help yourself, let me just say, I'm not saying this doesn't happen to each of us during the early stages. It actually does. I'm speaking about continuing 
to choose to keep the narrative alive months and even years down the road. I'm speaking about those who are choosing not to move forward away from the narrative. Now, this can be from things like maybe fear. They're afraid if they do, it's like saying, well, what he did to me okay is okay. Or maybe the fear is if I move on from it, then he'll do it again. Well, this actually leads to control. I'll talk about that in a minute. Trying to control a situation or person that can't be controlled is just going to keep you stuck. And they also keep the narrative alive by continually lashing out, by exhibiting continual anger, rage, continually throwing the past in the unfaithful spouse's face as if they need to be constantly reminded their unfaithfulness of what they've done. They're constantly shaming their spouse. And at the smallest little thing that happens at any given moment, they remind their spouse, well, if you hadn't cheated on me, we wouldn't be going through this right now. You're the one who did this to me. You're the one who decided to cheat. Well, beautiful, when you stay stuck in this cycle of transmitting your pain, you stay stuck in the narrative unable to move forward and heal. It's kind of like a movie that you're buying a ticket to that you hate. You don't like the movie. You sit there, watch it, and go, that movie was horrific. I never want to see that again. Yet, you go out to the box office, you buy another ticket, you buy the popcorn, and you go and you sit and watch the movie over and over and over again by choice. Now, while this causes pain and trauma for the unfaithful spouse by you continually reminding them how much they hurt you, I want you to know it also causes major pain and trauma to you. You stay stuck in a continual pattern of anger, rage, frustration, sadness, bitterness, resentment, and even unforgiveness. And this can leave you in bondage to the trauma and the enemy of your soul. Listen, the enemy wants you to stay stuck here. He doesn't want you moving forward through the healing process. He wants you shackled to the trauma of the betrayal forever and ever. Amen. Because if you don't heal and your marriage doesn't heal, he won. This can also cause you to never trust anyone ever again. It's kind of like building for yourself a castle or a fortress so you never get hurt again. But by barricading yourself in, you are keeping those who really love you out. And you are also missing out on the blessings that God has for you. Now, I'm not saying you need to just get over it and move on. That's not what I'm saying because you can't. You have to work through the healing process. You must heal. And seeking out professional help from a trauma-informed coach and or therapist to help guide you along the way can be actually very beneficial. This is where you turn toward your own healing and you realize you no longer want to stay stuck. And you're actually going to begin moving forward so you can live again and love life again. Okay, let's look at number two. Failure to do your own recovery work. Yep, this is where, you know, it's not unusual for those who've been betrayed by a loved one because of a sexual addiction or an affair to believe that the addict or the one who had the affair is the one with the problem. Therefore, they're the only one who needs help, right? Well, unfortunately, beautiful, you as the betrayed spouse, 
you're left with gaping emotional wounds that will not likely heal without intentional work. Your spouse may fully embrace recovery, be totally committed to restoring the relationship, and have extended sobriety, but if you remain stuck and you're unable to rebuild trust and move forward, the relationship will not heal. So you have to be committed to your own recovery work. All right, number three, trying to manage or control your spouse's recovery. This is where you're micromanaging everything. You're babysitting his every move, treating him like a child, wanting to know, you know, did you go to recovery? Who did you speak to? What have you done? Now, yes, we do recovery check-ins, but I'm talking micromanaging. Listen, beautiful, you can only manage your own recovery. They have to manage their own recovery and do the work for themselves just as you do. If they don't, well, then you must pull back and take care of you and protect yourself. If they're not going to choose to recover, to put in the time and the hard work that's necessary, then you have to step back and protect yourself. In that scenario, you're not going to be safe. If you choose to stay in a situation where your spouse is not choosing to recover and you're trying to actually manipulate his recovery or control his recovery efforts, then this is going to do nothing but keep you stuck in the pain of the betrayal. Let's look at number four. You let go of the recovery plan. In other words, you're choosing to stay and work on the relationship, but you kind of bail at the first disagreement or the first argument or when you don't see eye to eye in the beginning, and this can keep you stuck. In other words, let's say you have a disagreement about something. All of a sudden, you say, see, I knew you would never change. We will always be this way. Nothing will ever change. Listen, I want you to realize you cannot micromanage your recovery or his. Understand that healing takes time for you both, and you must be willing to stay the course for the long haul. That's not to say if he chooses not to stay in recovery that you stay in the relationship. No, you need to stay true to yourself. Work with your trauma-informed therapist or coach to move through the stages of healing so you can thrive and move on with or without him. Remember, This is a process, and it's not a straightforward one. On Sunday, you may be encouraged and moving forward with lots of gusto, but by Tuesday, you may be ready to call it quits, throw in the towel, so to speak, and say, you know, it'll never get any better. We're always going to be stuck right where we are. Beautiful recovery can be all over the place early on, especially within those first six months. But trust the process. Stick with it. Don't keep vacillating back and forth. One day on, one day off. I'm done. No, I'm in it to win it. We're not going to make it. Oh, yes, we are going to make it. This will make you feel crazy. And this will not benefit you or your spouse. Don't let go of the recovery plan. All right, number five, you don't have a safety plan in place. Listen, beautiful, sexual betrayal can leave you, the wounded spouse, feeling emotionally and physically unsafe. And your life, and we know this, has been shattered. It has imploded from the inside out. 
and fear of having that happen again is all too common. And it we all feel it, especially early in recovery. So if you establish some initial boundaries, a safety plan, a bill of rights, it can help you stabilize. It can help you feel safer. And failure to do these things can actually keep you caught in fear and keep you caught in the trauma. All right, now let's look at number six. The endless array of questions. This is where you are constantly, day in and day out, asking question after question, maybe even the same one over and over and over again. For some, it is your attempt to understand how this could have ever happened to you. And for others, maybe you're trying to gauge how they compare to um, the affair person, right? You're trying to make sense of that, something that will never make sense. Whatever the reason, the endless barrage of questions can actually cause you to become stuck, unable to move to the next step that's required for your healing process. The best way to do this is through what's called a full therapeutic disclosure process where you work with a trauma-informed coach or therapist that helps you gather all the questions that you feel you need answered. And beautiful, there are traumatizing questions you don't need to heal to know those answers. And there are questions that will help you heal. And one who is trained can help you decipher which ones those are. But you gather your questions, you make sure that your spouse and his therapist has these so that they can be integrated into the full disclosure. And then you can have one therapeutic session to find out all of the truth. Then you can go on to write your impact statement, get a restitution letter with a transparency plan, and begin to move forward in the next step of the healing process. All right, number seven, you don't grieve. You know, grief and betrayal is real beautiful. You've lost much. A marriage, partnership, your best friend, your past, your present, your future, dreams, visions, and the list goes on. These must be grieved. A death has taken place. The death of your relationship. You might be dealing with major anger and don't even realize that it's actually grief that is manifesting as anger. Grieving and mourning the loss you've endured will help you get unstuck and enable you to move forward. Now, let me just say this. There is a difference between grieving and mourning. And the difference is there's the internal versus the external nature of the processes. Now, grief relates to the thoughts and feelings that accompany a loss from sadness to anger to longing to be with that person. And on the other hand, mourning is how feelings of grief are shown to the public. This is through crying or the expression of sadness. Listen, God made your tears to be healing. They're a cleansing for the soul. And it's also a trauma release for the body. So spend time in this so you can move out of the quicksand of trauma. All right, number eight. You have a rebound affair. Oh, beautiful. Don't go there. Please hear me on this. This is where those who actually do this are seeking to justify themselves 
by having a rebound affair. They justify their pain. They justify what they're feeling. They're like, well, he did it or she did it, so so can I. Well, this will only complicate and damage an already traumatic situation. It will not make you feel better. It'll cause deeper pain, deeper hurt and agony, and it creates a huge moral crisis. Rebound affairs never, ever benefit anyone. They only add to the trauma that the initial affair had upon their relationship and upon you. Stay very clear. All right, number nine, we're getting ready to land this plane. You stay stuck in the victim mentality. You know, initially, you are unaware of your spouse's sexual acting out through pornography, sexual addiction, or the affair, then it's discovered. And it's easy to become a victim. You had no voice in the matter. And once you become aware, you have the power to make a choice for yourself. You know, if you continue to see yourself as a victim, you will feel powerless to do anything about the situation and continue to feel stuck in the trauma. This is where you need to differentiate between being victimized and being a victim. Beautiful, God did not intend for you to be a victim. Yes, you were victimized through the betrayal. This is something that has happened to you. But to take on the label, the mask, the identity of victim will keep you from healing it will keep you stuck in the quicksand of the trauma and your relationship will never recover. All right, the last one, number 10, negativity. You know, rarely would anyone label the devastation caused by sexual addiction or an affair as anything good. I think we all agree on that. But many who progress in their healing can find blessings in their lives even in the midst of the pain. Negative thinking adversely affects the brain. It slows down your brain function, making it difficult to process thoughts and find solutions. And it can cause you to feel stuck, unable to find clarity or direction. These are a few of the things that can cause you to stall in your recovery, to stay stuck. Regardless of what has taken place, regardless of the betrayal, Knowing how to move forward so that you can heal is key to your recovery. You know, C.S. Lewis said it this way, getting over a painful experience is much like crossing monkey bars. You have to let go at some point in order to move forward. And beautiful, that's what you need to do. Sometimes we have to let go of what we are holding on to in order to receive the healing that God wants to place in our lives. Listen, this list that I've given you today is not exhaustive, but I wanted to give you something to really think about. For those of you who are currently stuck, so that you can start to see what is it that's actually keeping you stuck. I can hear you now though, but Lisa, what about the second group? You know, the ones who heal, the ones who thrive and go on to live a vibrant, passionate life on the other side of betrayal. How do they get there? And what about those tips so that we can get out of the quicksand of the trauma, so that we can get it unstuck? Well, beautiful, you're going to have to stay around for part two. <laughs> 
I know, I know, I know. How could I end it right here today? But we've gone on long enough. Friday, I'm going to be giving you all the deets on what you can do to move forward. And I'm going to share with you about eight tips to help you begin to get unstuck so that you can move forward and finally heal from the trauma of the betrayal. So stay tuned and beautiful. We'll see you Friday. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful. Thank you.